0: Super competitive. Like consumers have grown to expect from the companies they buy from, the bar has been raised in the hiring process. Hiring managers need to create good experiences for candidates if they want to be competitive. They must combine good UX with a growing sensitivity to secure applicants' personal and professional data, too. This dynamic is particularly poignant in background checks. Top hiring firms work with Checker to streamline hiring and also promote more fair hiring practices. And that boils down to the data the firm collects and how it accesses it and shares it. On this episode of the Tearsheet Podcast, I'm joined by Scott Melman, Director of Data Acquisition at Checker, to discuss the trends afoot in background checks and how better data, data sharing, and data permissioning are leading to better practices, better outcomes, and fairer hiring practices all around. Also joining us is Justin Stolzenberg, GM in the background screening space at Argyle. A leading provider of income and employment data that does deep work in financial services. And I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's editor in chief. Tearsheet has partnered with Argyle to create a four part podcast series that explores how different parts of the financial industry are using modern technology and access to new forms of data to power their businesses today and into the future. This is part two in that series.
1: I'm Scott Melman. I am Checker's Director of Data Acquisition, uh, which is effectively our supply chain management function. It's a bit at the crossroads of finance, operations, product management, and vendor management. Checker, uh, founded in 2014, is an HR technology company uh, and leading back here and check uh, company whose mission is to promote fair chance hiring. Awesome. So, so given that mandate, um, what are you doing to make hiring faster and fairer? Yeah. So Checker's technology platform uses a lot of uh, machine learning and AI to produce background checks in a very manual industry. Because of all the software that we use, we're able to produce background checks that are up to 87% faster than the typical background check company. This is especially important during high seasons when hiring needs to be done quickly and efficiently, and when unemployment is low and the competition for talent is fierce. As we use a lot of our, our software to generate background checks, it allows us to clean up data that is very, very messy and unorganized and, and non-standardized. And what that does, it allows for better and more efficient hiring practices that remove bias from the platform, that remove bias from the process, which allows folks who might otherwise not get jobs to get them. Scott, you mentioned a little bit about sort of
0: the the the, the acceleration that you do in a, in a competitive environment. Um, It sounds like that's the type of environment we're in today. Can you talk about sort of the way the macro environment uh, and the economy is impacting your clients today?
1: Yeah, so the competition for talent is incredibly fierce and customers are really looking to engage their candidates as quickly as possible. Uh, The background check is one of the longest poles in the hiring process and can really delay folks from, from getting on the job. And as customers look to hire as quickly and as efficiently as possible, anything we can do to speed up the background check process uh, while not cutting any corners to ensure maximum compliance uh, for our customers, that really allows them to supercharge their hiring
0: process. Given that, I guess, time compression um, and that sensitivity about around bias um, at the at your client level, how is that impacting Checker's own business?
1: Yeah, so Checker... Has created a bunch of tools in order to facilitate uh, our customers' onboarding processes. One of which is we call a checker assess, which effectively removes a lot of the bias from the process uh, to only consider potential criminal records that are relevant to the, to the particular job. So, easy example is someone might have uh, a DUI record, but that person is actually not going to be driving a car or have anything to do with a motor vehicle for the job that they're applying for. So what we can do is remove that record from the view of the, uh, from the customer so that they don't have to make a decision based on that record that is irrelevant to the person's uh, roles and responsibilities. Got that. Um,
0: Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you. Uh, Can you introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do?
2: Sure, Justin Stolzenberg, general manager in the background screening space here at Argyle. So all things product partnership go to market as it relates to uh, employment verifications for background screeners. And um, can we double click on that? What is Argyle
0: doing in the employment verification space?
2: Yeah, Argyle uh, provides a consumer permission tool to access uh, income and employment data. Uh, Specifically, as it relates to background screeners, it's going to be employment verifications uh, to ensure that, uh, you know, Scott actually worked at Checker, where he said he worked, uh, and automating that process that can be largely manual, uh, like Scott was mentioning earlier. Scott, I want to go back to you and hear from your perspective, how top employers
0: audit the hiring process and how do they think about which areas to prioritize as they're doing that?
1: The way to think about this is to understand exactly what kind of risk a customer is trying to mitigate. So that might mean, going back to my example of a motor vehicle record or understanding how the person's driving record, if the job does not require a candidate to drive a motor vehicle or or anything like that, perhaps it's not necessary for them to even care or even understand what their driving record looks like. And so customers will typically run a criminal background check that's kind of the standard in the industry. And then Some of the other what we call screenings are specific to the job type. So whether you're a truck driver, that might include a motor vehicle record. If you are more of a white collar worker, that might involve where you went to school or where you previously worked.
0: So so it sounds like Checker makes that, I guess, that that decision making a little more modular. Um, So I guess, how do you work with clients to, to help them decide, you know, what types of records to pull and which one's not?
1: Yeah, we do it in two different ways. One of which is we let customers do it themselves. So we have a self-service platform because a lot of customers actually know what they want. They come to us from other background check companies because they they've heard what they've heard the fast turnaround times that we provide and they come to us organically and they, they're able to sign up for exactly what they need to mitigate the risk that they're trying to solve for. Otherwise, we have a full service team that helps uh understand exactly what trying again trying to understand what risks our customers are trying to mitigate, and we work with them to un- build a package and build reports that are specific to their needs. Sounds—is it fair to say that you've disaggregated, I guess, the
0: the kind of gross um, background verification process to to allow the, your customers become more specific, more targeted with with the, the the records they pull?
1: Yeah, and that's Checker's general approach to everything that we do. And so from there, we're able to use the most efficient means possible to again drive everything or as much as we can through our software platform to allow for very fast turnaround times that are much less manual, or which are much more automated than the industry as a whole.
2: Just hopping in with, with a question on that vein, Scott, you talked a lot about uh, automation and efficiency, and then you also talked on the other hand about seasonality in this industry and kind of curious, how does automation, maybe even the lens of verifications help you deal with the seasonality uh, in the industry and, and what's uh, you know largely a, a manual process to verify employment?
1: Sure. Anything that we can do to automate a process is going to be something that we're going to be that we're going to look at and be interested in understanding how it can benefit our customers and candidates. So for something like an employment verification, uh, especially in a very tight labor market, candidates are going to be very concerned about outreach to an existing employer. Right. So if someone is looking for a new job, they're not necessarily going to want to uh, have. A background check company call their current job and say, "Hey, does this person actually work there?" And so, instead, a, a platform like Argyle and any kind of automation allows us to give the give the candidate privacy to allow them to search for a new job while at the same time giving the potential new employer that risk mitigation tool, that background check that they're that they're seeking. And so, anything we can do to put the power back into the candidate's hand is something we're going to be looking into.
0: Awesome. Justin, I want to go back to you. Um, You work with other clients in in, in this space, and I'm curious how how you're seeing other background verification providers use technology to meet recruiter and new hire needs more efficiently.
2: Yeah, so there's uh multiple options when, when it comes to employment verifications in the space. Uh I think the benefit to Argyle is that we can be placed in as an option for candidates uh to kind of use their own data to verify their own employment. Uh, and that takes a burden both off of the background screener and that employer who needs to do that verification uh because they're not paying for a costly verification and they're not spending their own time uh, and resources to do that verification on their own. So we're seeing Argyle kind of be placed in in a way where, um, you know, you can either spend your own resources, own time, own money, to do this verification, uh, or allow a candidate an option if they want to, uh, to connect their employment account and and verify employment that way, making the process easier, uh, kind of in that opt-in model for, for all parties involved.
1: Yeah, the ability to again, put the power back into the candidate's hand so they can do the work for us. It's not something anyone is really going to um, discourage. Maybe we can
0: zoom out a little bit. Uh, I'd love to hear where you're taking Checker's business in the in the future. Like uh, what, what are the opportunities you see ahead? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Checker right now is primarily a, a background check company, a, a fairly large one, uh, but we are much more than that. We have a lot of data and we have a lot of customers and a lot of candidates who are eager to continue to work with Checker, And so to that end, we're kind of moving into the HR tech stack with uh, with two different platforms, one of which is called Checker Pay, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a uh, a payroll platform for for a lot of folks who are dissatisfied with the platforms that they have today. That product is just getting off the ground. And so a lot of the features there are related to fast and efficient payment of employees who, who were recently onboarded through the checker platform through the background checks and that is very much on brand for what checker is doing again automation pleasing candidates and employees pleasing customers and getting them what they need fast and efficiently and through automation we have one more platform that we're working towards it's called corridor it's an it's an employee onboarding platform which takes advantage of checker's existing background check platform to speed up the onboarding process namely taking the information that was already provided to us in the background check process and improving funnel conversion basically trying to get more folks onboarded to our customers as quickly as possible trying to reduce friction along the way and i love
0: the uh the entry point uh for checker as you guys are moving into payments and payroll like i could I, i've seen companies maybe go the other direction um But to come at it from like a background check into into payroll is really interesting and and sort of aligns with Tearsheet's own uh, vision of embedded finance. And so curious to to see where that heads. Uh, Back to you, Justin, where are you taking your side of the business with the background verification product this year and beyond?
2: Yeah, so as Argyle kind of got started in in the lending and the mortgage space, uh, a lot of our data today and and a lot of our strengths are on uh, recent employments, recent data, uh, and recent employment verifications. A lot of what we're focused on in the future is how do we stretch this back for, like Scott mentioned, it's a modular product. Some people may want three, five, seven, 10 years of employment history. Uh, How do we create connectivity and products in order to go back that far in history? to automate a larger part of the verification waterfall uh as opposed to automating just the the most recent verification i got i got one more uh, for you scott if that's okay um we talked about uh we talked about Candidates kind of doing the work for you. Uh, And I know a lot of CRAs, uh, Checker included, are hypersensitive about candidate experience. Uh, I know me and you view Argyle as a positive to candidate experience, uh, but how do you think a consumer permissioned employment verification product uh, is either a benefit or a detriment to that candidate experience?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So you're right, the Checker is hyper focused on the candidate experience. We have a very large team based here in San Francisco, uh, that focuses exclusively on candidate experience, which is somewhat unique in the industry. Overall, I think it's a positive, right? Again, putting the putting the onus on candidates who are interested in finding a new job, they are motivated to facilitate that background check. They are motivated to facilitate that verification on their own because they are looking for a new job, where it can get frustrating, um For potential candidate is the payroll login page, right? So if you're not on the right device, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't know my passwords and I don't know where I'm supposed to go or the website or my username or anything like that. And so I can foresee a scenario where candidates don't have their passwords and ultimately fail to Validate their employment through a platform like Argyle, even though it's in their own hands, simply because they don't have the information at hand. That being said, uh, if it was me and I was looking for a new job, uh, I would make it my business to figure it out, because the alternative would be to call my current employer, and that is not what I would be interested in doing. If I was, if that was my, if that was the situation, I would put myself in. Yeah, I
2: think one of the things that Checker specifically does so well in the implementation of Argyle's product is educating the user uh, or that applicant prior to actually showing them that payroll login screen. So giving the the candidate an incentive and educating them, you know, why are you connecting this account? Like you said, your current employer is not going to be notified. This verification is going to be done, uh, you know, much quicker than it otherwise would have. And it's actually less work than for you to kind of input a, a bunch of data. Data and documents yourself. So uh, that candidate optionality and candidate education piece uh, is really important in the experience. In the evolution of making hiring
0: more fair. Applicants are getting more empowered with choices what employment data they want to share and with whom. When you look at background checks, this is really borne out. Better sharing practices and deeper data underpin this move. Through partnerships like the one Checker has with Argyle, both parties bring what they do best to the table. This is part two of a four-part series Tearsheet is collaborating on with Argyle. To read the transcript for this
1: episode and to get access to other episodes in the series, please go to our website.